Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Will you allow your failures to pull vault you to success? Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Modern tales of an ancient pursuit. During the MLB playoff telecast of the National League Championship Series between Philadelphia and San Diego, Game 2 and Fox analyst and Hall of Fame pitcher John Schmoltz he made an observation about failures, particularly, of course, failures on the baseball diamond. And he remarked how nobody wants to be that guy. You know, that guy who has a mishap, that guy who has a failure during a game. But, he said, if you allow it to pole vault you to success, it can be a positive thing in your career. That question, will you allow your failures to pull vault you to success, is a worthy question. And another question that might be worth is not just will you allow it, but will you leverage? Will you do something intentionally to take advantage of your failures so that they can help you get to the next level of success? I've seen good athletic coaches approach players who have just experienced disaster and I've seen them convey the exact same sermon. I talked in one episode uh, during uh, a college championship game, Deion Sanders, his Jackson State team. This was before he took the job up in Colorado. Uh, they lost. And they lost one of the players. Of, I mean, a ball came right to him, and he dropped it. And you could see that this player was just completely, completely devastated. And Dion expressed to that player in the locker room the same sentiment that you, you, you can let that define you if you want as a failure, or, or it can be one of the best moments in your life because you can take it, you can leverage it, and you can step up, you can learn from it, and you can let it define your comeback to success. So what's it going to be? Now, life is filled with examples where People fail under pressure. And many of them, like the very thing that kind of provoked today's show, was that comment by John Schmoltz on the Fox Championship Series. Many of these, like Major League Baseball players, um, these failures happen in a very public way in front of throngs and throngs of people and a national, if not international, audience on television. Now, I'm not much of a baseball guy, but you can go read. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. There's a list of top 10 Major League Baseball blunders of all time. The interesting thing as you look at that list is these are not necessarily sustained failures. The interesting thing to me is these are moments of time and moments in time where, you know, a player bungled a play, admittedly. They bungled it at like the worst opportunity, the worst possible time that you could bungle a play with, with just so much on the line. But I think that's important for the conversation today that these are, 
even still, these are moments in time. And admittedly, some moments of time have much greater ramifications than others. But it doesn't mean that these players lacked the ability to make the play. It doesn't mean that they lacked the ability to even become something more. And yet sometimes a single blunder, it morphs into another blunder and another blunder, and it does form a string of failures that can, can define an entire career. And so a moment in time versus some systemic behavior that we incorporate into our life because we just let that define our life. I guess I have a question. Do you believe that we can choose? Some people don't. I have with great regularity, frankly, too much regularity conversations about fate conversations about circumstances in life that are beyond our control, you know, these kinds of things. And I am the first to tell you, we aren't God. We don't get to define every single circumstance of our life. Our will isn't always done. And quite frankly, we probably should be thankful for that. But we do have these moments in time. And sometimes these moments in times are completely, completely beyond our control. And sometimes they are completely within our control. Question, can we choose? I'm not saying that we can choose the moment in time, but I absolutely positively would affirm that we can choose the systemic behavior that defines our life. And the reason that I can make that assertion as a Christian is because I believe that we are created with free will. We can choose. We can decide what we want to do, and we do it or we don't do it. I'm fascinated by how many people will embrace the notion of fate where they ascribe meaning to everything that happens in their life. They'll use phrases like, well, it wasn't meant to be, or it was meant to be. And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's an encounter with some new person. It doesn't matter if it's snagging some great parking spot. It doesn't matter if it's landing a new job, getting an interview for a new job. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. I encounter many people every week who believe all of these things are happening for a reason. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not throwing cold water on it. I'm just, I don't, I don't subscribe to that notion. One reason I don't subscribe to that notion is I just don't believe that the world revolves around me. I mean, I just don't see myself as that important that, okay, every circumstance is it's, it's all happening around me and it's all happening. Well, it's all happening for my greater good. I look at history and I, I look at some of the difficulties and the struggles that good humans have and have experienced. And well, particularly I think of, I go back and think of the Christian martyrs. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine being burned at the stake and it's meant to be, this is meant to be, this is for my greater, my greater good. Um, could argue for your greater good in a life beyond this life, but not so much here. But people ascribe it to their current situation and circumstance. It's meant to be. It's not meant to be. 
The other problem I have with that is if that is the case, then we're not making any choices at all. And quite frankly, the choices that we make, they're irrelevant because these things are just happening. They're either meant to happen or not meant to happen. Okay. Well then what difference does it make what you do? Just caution to the wind and do whatever. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, you know, maybe the difference between Maybe the difference between us, that is me and these folks, these folks who ascribe meaning to every single thing in their life. Maybe it's not that great. I don't know. It's interesting to me though. They think these things happen for a reason and they believe that these things are largely beyond their control. My view in my own life is I think these things can be leveraged. I think they can be used for our growth. I believe that in challenges, there are opportunities. Yeah. I freely admit they can be tough as nails to see and find, but they're there. I do believe that the blunder on the field can be leveraged by a player to learn from that and grow from that. I freely admit that that can be a tall order. But I also believe that for me, it means that I can choose to use these things for a reason, but I don't think that they were necessarily destined to be. And maybe I had a hand in it. Maybe I had a very minor hand in it. Maybe I had a big hand in it. Maybe I had no hand in it at all. For me, the nagging question is now what? Now what? Now what am I going to do with this? It happened. The player on the field who blunders a play, it happened. You can't go back and fix that. But you can prepare for the next time. And, of course, we all know what happens because we experience it in our own lives and we certainly see it on the professional or collegiate field of play. It gets in our head. We start thinking about it. I'm a hockey, I'm a hockey guy. So, you know, hockey players notoriously talk about, you know, gripping the stick too tight, just not relaxing enough, just overthinking it. Players do get in slumps and sometimes those slumps extend more and more and more and more because guess what the players focused on? Yeah. The slump, I got to get out of this slump. I got to get out of this slump. And maybe if they could, and it's the reason that sports psychology even is a thing get out of their head enough. And maybe if they could shift their focus to contemplate and think about something else, namely, can they ponder something more positive? I I mean, it's really, really tough when we start thinking about, I got to make sure I don't do this. There is some difference in that and setting your goal on something that you really do need to accomplish, but it can be, I think it can be equally burdensome to, I got to get a hit. 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 I mean, it could be something smaller, maybe that could be a bit more productive. It could be, I need to swing at pitches that are in my wheelhouse. I need, I need to swing at the pitch that I know I can hit. Whether I hit it or not doesn't matter. I just need to I just need to get I just need to read the pitch as accurately as I know I'm capable of of maybe it, it starts there. I don't know. I'm not a baseball guy. I'm just thinking out loud here. Or maybe it's I just I want to make contact with the ball. I want to make sure that I, I swing at at the best pitch that I can swing at that's the kind of pitch that 
a hitter like me hits and I want to make contact with it. I, what happens after that? I really don't care. It, I just need to start right there. But see, for me, that's leveraging these moments. It's leveraging these things so that we don't, we don't just allow some failure to define us, but we allow our failures to using Schmaltz's analogy to pole vault us to success. Now, nobody said this was easy. It's anything but easy. I say it probably way too much on this podcast. This whole victim mode of thinking, and, and it probably isn't, but it sure so, it sure does seem to me that it's it becomes more pervasive. It seems to be becoming more pervasive over time, and I think I understand why. It's just it's easy. It's comfortable. I would much rather believe that my failures are your fault than believe that they're mine. But I do also think that life is life can be very random, very very random. I don't believe that it is so random that some of us are winners, some of us are losers, and mostly we're just going to be stuck with whatever category fate has put us in. And I haven't really met very many people who say it that way. I have met people who who do lay claim to being born under a dark cloud, you know, we're just uh, we're co- we're always unlucky. This always happens to us. But I also know that at some level these are people who really haven't probably sat back and looked at their life and categorized things properly. And they're discounting all the times that they really did win. They're focused on the negative side and we can all do that. I mean, if I were to focus on the negatives, if I were to focus on my failures, if you focused on your failures, we would all think that we're born under a dark, 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 dark cloud. But the reality is for me, and it's interesting to me, as I sit in front of coaching clients and I will ask them, if if you had to if you had to articulate your achievement, the dreams that you've had that have come true, what what would you say? Invariably, I couldn't tell you the last time somebody answered it much differently than this. They will invariably say most mo- most of them have come true. Well, isn't that interesting? Most of your dreams have come true. I mean, could it be that maybe we're not dreaming enough? <laughs> could it be that we're not dreaming big enough? I could be, I don't know. When we listen to what people say and we listen to how people say it, it's interesting to me, but words and language are kind of a thing for me. You know, a person who's hoping to make a business deal and they experience failure and I hear them say, well, you know, that, that just wasn't meant to be person's pursuing some personal dream and it hasn't yet been realized because well there's been a few unsuccessful attempts and they make a remark you know well if it's not meant to be then it just it won't happen but i'm going to keep on trying and i'm sitting here thinking well if it's not meant to be then why are you going to keep trying i don't say that but i'm thinking it these are almost daily comments that i hear and one reason that sparked today's show is I find that it's very easy to allow these things to impact my own mentality because I sometimes worry if my viewpoint is my viewpoint being clouded by this kind of language is my viewpoint being clouded by people who they may or may not fully believe it, but they at least articulate it intellectually and frankly, emotionally, I choose to oppose it. So I work very hard to resist the urge to see myself in those terms that, 
well, it's just not meant to be. I mean, because sometimes, you know, it can just absolutely be my failure at fault. It could just be, I'm not doing the things I really need to be doing to grow and to improve and to find success or to find greater success. That could be that I'm just not very good at it. It could be that the thing that I'm pursuing is just, it's just not in my wheelhouse, but well, I got news for you at this age. I'm not pursuing very many things. I'm not pursuing anything that I feel is outside my wheelhouse because at this point I kind of know my wheelhouse pretty well. For me, the goal now is to allow, I wouldn't define it even so much as a failure. I would define it as some degree of success, just not the degree that I would hope to allow that kind of failure to propel me forward to greater success. I was just talking with my son about once a week, we, you know, he calls me and we have this lengthy phone conversation just about things in general. And today, one of the things that we were talking about was just growth and improvement. And we were talking about one particular area of pursuit. And I said, you know, if you, if, if, if I looked at my life 10 years ago and I look at my life today in this area that we were talking, just it doesn't matter what the area, just pick any area of achievement. If I looked at my life 10 years ago and I look at my life today and I can't tell any difference, then you know what that means. There's, there's been no growth. There's, there's, there's been no improvement along the way. And for many of us, how many areas of our life fit that bill? If somebody looked at us two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, depending on your age. And you, you look, you sound, it's all pretty much like it was then today. Then I've got a question. Are you allowing yourself to succeed? Are you allowing the experiences of your life? Call them failures, call them whatever you want. Are you allowing those to pole vault you to greater success? Are you leveraging those to help, help you improve and help you get better? And quite frankly, many of us are not. And the reason we're not, I suspect is because it's hard work. And the work really begins with self-awareness. The work really begins with taking a really true assessment of where are we? And then we've got to think about where we want to be. Now that's real easy when we, we think about money, we think about things, we think about, well, I want a bigger house. I want more money. I want a bigger title. I want a nicer job. I want to live in a better neighborhood. Yeah, we, we can ascribe it to all these, but when it comes to us, when it comes to our achievement, our accomplishment, who we are as people, that's way more personal. It's way, way more personal. Am I more honest than I was five years ago? Do I communicate better than I did five years ago? I mean, for me as a pot, am I a better podcaster? Am I able to connect and communicate with an audience better than I could have five years ago? And if not, why not? And if not, what am I going to have to do to make that improvement? And I guess for me, it really begins with a question that I catch myself asking so many people. What do you want? What's your ideal outcome? It could be that, well, the ideal outcome isn't that. Then if it's not that, then what is it? 
I'm not going to judge it. It's just, it's for you to decide whatever your ideal outcome. But if my ideal outcome for leaning toward wisdom is to impact more people, am I doing that? And if not, why not? Well, I've gone on record and told you many, 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 many times before, and I'm not saying this to be self-deprecating. I'm saying it because I believe it. I'm the constraint here. That's not lost on me. I am the constraint. But I don't let my being the constraint stop moving forward here at Leaning Toward Wisdom because I started this and I had a reason for starting it. I have a reason for continuing it. And I have a reason for wanting to try to have some small impact on the world. And for me, my goal, my ideal outcome is not scope and scale. My ideal outcome is not monetization. My ideal outcome is not to make the top 10 list on Apple podcast. My number one goal is to impact one person. And I can quite regularly get feedback from podcasters that, well, that, I mean, it seems kind of a stupid goal as a podcast. I mean, just go have personal conversations. I'm like, well, I am. (laughs) I'm doing that too. This for me isn't an either or thing. This is an and thing. I'm having those personal conversations. That's why I do coaching. Because I'm ideally wired for it. This is a kind of a different animal in that I'm hoping to just impact a single person. And in this context, I don't know who that may be. I hope it's you. And I also hope that a sustained podcast that produces one show a week. Now that I've kind of been on a schedule for a while, that that repetitive exposure has some value add for you in your life. I am not setting the bar so high that I believe leaning toward wisdom is so profound. There's nothing on the planet like it. That's not it. I'm just experienced enough and insightful enough to know that for somebody who's got me in their earbuds or speakerphone or Bluetooth or whatever, that right now in this moment, I'm the right voice for somebody that fuels the project. It just does. And I make no bones about it. It's the parable of the starfish. I won't bore you with it. Just Google. In fact, go to the website, leaning toward wisdom.com and go to the search and just search parable of the starfish and you'll see it. I'm just wanting to make a difference, a positive difference for one. Now here's the selfish part of the process for me. I want to allow my failures to pull vault me to success, but I want my failures to pull vault you to success too. Partly it's because it's the way I'm wired, but another part of it is because so many people did that for me. Now that I'm an older guy, it's just different. It's different in the sense that I had old men who served me and some old women too. And as I get older, that urge, that yearning intensifies for me to want, not for you to learn it the hard way, but for you to avoid, if you can, learning it the hard way. Full well knowing that 
most all of us do learn it the hard way. But can we learn it? I don't know. Can we learn it in a hard way that's somehow different and maybe even better than our predecessor who shared with us, hey, when you get right here, there is a really, really bad pothole. And I mean, it can break your ankle. And I know because I stepped in it and broke my ankle. It doesn't mean that we won't step in the pothole, but maybe we don't break our ankle, if that makes any sense. Can we, can we mitigate some of the risk? Can we make this a, a, bit, a bit more, un, uh, less, less than unpleasant experience than a predecessor had? Now, I've got a whole bunch of thoughts about passing it on and passing it forward and leveraging experience and age and wisdom and insight. It is what started the podcast. And I know that it is so anti a lot of what goes on in the world. And I get that I may sound like a lone voice in the wilderness when it comes to just, can we, can we learn from each other? I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. But for me, the answer to that is yes. We can absolutely learn from each other. That if we will just stop long enough to get outside our own head and allow our failures to pole vault us to greater success, and if we will allow our failures, this is a big one for me, if we will allow our failures to help pole vault somebody else to success, we just might find the path forward easier. That if we can get to a point where we're, we're willing to be vulnerable enough to just stop trying to act like we're all that and then some and act like we got it all together. And if you want to aspire to the great success, like, like me, then you should listen to me or you should buy my course or you should do whatever, fill in the blank, whatever the call to action is. I just think shared humanity is, is a reason is a really great way to leverage the past for a brighter tomorrow. And being the optimist that I am, I always think tomorrow's going to be better. Tomorrow's going to be a better, not just because the universe is going to demand it, not just because what it's meant to be, but because we're going to put in the work and the effort to make it better. Will it be? I don't know. There's no guarantees. But if we don't try, pretty good guarantee it probably won't be. So why not give it the effort? And what is life about if it's not about us getting better? What is life about if it's not about us improving and trying to become the best people that we can be? Which, by the way, isn't just for our own selfish ends, but it's to be of some benefit to other people. I sat here and I kind of prepared some some little notes for today's show. And I, I couldn't help, but harken back and think about some of the older folks in my life that are, you know, they've left this realm, they died and kind of thinking how my life would have been different. Had I never known them, had these people never entered my life, had I never had a relationship with these people who shared so many thoughtful insights and bits of wisdom with me over the course of my life, what would my life today be like? And I, I can't, I can't fathom it. And I can't even begin to imagine it. It would take somebody with much greater creativity than me to write a story, to write some kind of a narrative 
of what my life might be like had these people and their influence and their impact never been part of my life. I suspect you're in a similar boat. I suspect we are all in a similar boat. So question, do you want to allow your failures to help somebody else reach success? Then first you have to allow or leverage your failures to pull vault you to greater success. Bottom line is we've all got to put in the work to get better and to not be defined by some moment of failure. Oh, I've had plenty. You've had plenty. You may be having one right now. I could probably tell you that I'm probably having way too many moments of failure right now, but I'm smart enough and experienced enough at this age. And I'm wise enough to know that these are moments in time and the moment in time does not have to define the whole story. A paragraph, a page, a chapter is not the whole story. It's just part of the story. And nobody wants to read a story, by the way. Nobody wants to read a story that isn't filled with some challenge, some heartache, some hardship, some tough times. We're, we're not interested. <laughs> we're not interested in those stories. And you know why? Cause we can't relate to those because that's not how our life works. Nobody's life works that way. We want honest upfront, explicit authenticity of somebody who's willing to say, Hey, listen, this happened to me and it was awful and it was terrible. And here's what I did. And here's what I did that didn't work at all. And it made matters worse. And here's what I did. And you know what? Things kind of got better. And I did this and I did that. And these journeys, these stories that we share with one another, come on. It's what leaning toward wisdom is all about. We're sharing the stories of our life. I'm sharing with you the story of my life. I'm sharing with you the thoughts and the intents and the experiences and whatever else, what you do with it. That's completely up to you. I'm not trying to dictate. I'm not trying to mandate. I'm really not even trying to influence so much how you do that. That's up to you. I just know the intent and the intent is let's allow our failures to pull vault us to success better yet. Let's leverage Let's leverage them for all they're worth so that we can become better so that a year from now we're better. We're different in all the best ways. And so is everybody else around us. That's letting us have some small or big impact in their life. The defeats and the disasters can be tough. I know that. And they are not all created equal. I know that. And as a guy behind a microphone with an audience largely of unseen, unknown faces, except for the few of you that I'm connected with and the few of you that I hear from, and particularly those that are inside the private Facebook group. And no, I'm not hawking that. I'm just saying, you know, there's about 170 people there and it's not growing and I'm good with that. But there are so many of you that I don't know one thing 
and that's okay. Not trying to horn in on your privacy, but I'm saying that this podcast and frankly, any other little podcast is going to have enough people listening that have got things going on that the person behind the microphone can't possibly know because you haven't shared it with them. You can share it with me if you want. I'm not, I'm not busting your chops about that. I'm just saying I got no way of really knowing what's going on with you and what's going on with you could be something just horrifically heavy. I'm not minimizing that. I just know that by succumbing to the weight and by allowing it to crush you, that will not pull vault you to greater success. Know that there are others of us here who are happy to give you strength. My name is Randy Cantrell. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.